Welcome to Hostel Homies, a podcast focused on the best parts of backpacker culture. I'm your host, Joe Glasgow. Each week I sit down with a new guest, ranging from the people I meet while I'm abroad to professionals who work in the travel industry. Listen along as they share hilarious and inspiring travel stories, unparalleled recommendations on where to go, and tips for seeing the world on a budget. For Hostel Homies, it's all about the journey, the destination, and the people you meet along the way. Hello, Hostel Homies. This episode is brought to you by The Hostel Group. Visit thehostelgroup.com and support hostels by booking direct. Hello, Hostel Homies. Listen to the sounds of London. When you come out here, definitely do that. They, they love it when you talk like that. They think it's hilarious. Welcome to episode 44. Before I introduce my guest, uh, I just want to say some exciting news. We are having the first Hostel Homies experience out in London on May 6th at the St. Christopher's Inn in Camden. So if you're traveling around Europe, if you're traveling in the UK, fuck it, if you're anywhere and you just want to come hang out with a group of travelers, do some beer tasting, have a beer pong tournament, and listen to live music with us, Come on out and join us. We'll have more information soon on the podcast and on the Hostel Homies blog and Instagram. My guest today is Joanna Richards. Joanna is the owner and creator of Tea Buzz Tea in Bend, Oregon. This is actually a tea bar I stumbled upon right after my interview with Frankie at Bend Bunk and Brew. I came in Joanna's shop for about three to four hours as I was waiting for a friend to pick me up and... She was the sweetest, funniest person, and she really makes you want to get into tea. Listen along as Joanna tells us about how tea relates to travel and where in the world it has brought her to. Without further ado, please enjoy episode 44 with Joanna Richards. I know, are you drinking tea? You better be drinking tea right now. <laughs> of course, some French breakfast. Yes. <laughs> You know, I keep dreaming about that one I had. The one I had when I was at your shop that I think the way you described it was it tastes like Christmas. Does that ring any bells? Oh, I thought you had the coconut green. I st- You're right. I started with the coconut green and then afterwards there was one that just smelled like pine. Oh, maybe it was my winter blend. I mean, there's so many wonderful ones. It's so amazing. I know we got to get started, but I mean, I'm just going to give you this little tidbit of a few days ago I had this man come in and I've just you know we're chit-chatting and I said you know tell me what you like blah 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 and so then I said I don't know but something's telling me you need to smell this tea you need to smell this tea (laughs) so he's like all right you know and I could tell he's like a purist but um I didn't tell him what it was and it was a Vietnamese green tea with lotus flowers He's like, God, this is so familiar. I really do like this. And then he shared with me that he adopted his daughter from Vietnam. And it smelled like when he went to go pick her up. Oh, my gosh. I know. That's so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't know what made me like make him smell that, but I had to. Wow. Yeah. You didn't know anything about his background, huh? You didn't know no! anything about that? No. No. So, yeah, it was, it was super special. Do you get a lot of experiences like that in the store? I mean, maybe not so much where you're certain that someone has to smell a certain thing, but does tea tend to bring up memories for, for certain people? Oh, 
Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I've learned a lot, you know, being at the wellness center, um, we've got acupuncturists, chiropractors, herbalists, all these people. So I'm like, how do you look at plants? You know? And I've got this new, there's this new shaman guy that's, you know, on the staff now. And he like went and, you know, studied uh, plants and all this stuff in South America. And mm-hmm. so, so they always help me get ideas. And, but yes, the thing is that sense, they really connect to certain parts of your brain and that stick with you. Whenever I do my tastings with people, I have them smell um, the dry herb, the wet herb, and and just it's fun to watch um, their faces and then hear the memories because it's always a memory because they have they associate it with something in their life. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And of course, it's always subjective too. All these memories are going to be different for everyone. Oh, certainly. I mean, like the ranchers are like, oh my God, it smells like hay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you, you just never know what, what somebody's going to say. When I came in to T-Buzz, this was, I think this was over the summer. This was a little while back. I mean, you were just so excited to talk about tea. You got me so excited about tea. <laughs> and it was, I don't know, it just lined up very well. I just felt like it was one of those things where you know, when you're talking about that gentleman that came in the store and you felt like, oh, I need, he needs to smell this tea. I was walking by your shop and I was going, oh, I have to go in here for some, for whatever reason. Uh, huh. And then spent, yeah, I feel like I spent like three hours in there, pretty sure. You did, you did. I was like, this, this guy's not leaving. <laughs> you're like, he's not, yeah. We're not going to get this guy out of here, yeah. It's funny, so, um, you know, we have this new lady who's our, kind of our marketer, and she's been hanging out in the, in the room next to my bar. Um, I have a different layout now, and uh, she's like, man, your place is like the dude zone. Um, <laughs> because I, do, I never would have thought dudes and tea. Sure. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, it's just, they, yeah, they like to come in and have some tea. <laughs> You're the dude whisperer of the tea world. I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you make it approachable for us. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm a tea nerd. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, tea buzz and also when your fascination with tea started? Okay, so tea buzz is a uh, tea tasting bar. You can come in and basically um, learn about tea. And um, I've also implemented this new thing called tea and tales which really marries two of my biggest passions, tea and travel. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I have these really, I think, obscure ones that, that you're not going to find at your normal tea bar, like Russian tea, you know, where you talk about like Queen Catherine and Queen Elizabeth and, and all, all their power struggles and, and how their domination of the world also affected tea. It's really crazy. So I do Russian, German, uh, Moroccan, Turkish, and, you know, just these different styles. But I think my uh, initial entry into tea was really uh, as a young child. I grew up in Texas, and my mother made tea, you know, good old Lipton tea with mint and sugar. Mm -hmm. And we had that morning, noon and night. It was, you know, you get tea, water or milk. That's pretty much all you had. (laughs) Is that that classic Southern sweet tea? Well, my mom did cut the sugar a bit. Thank goodness. You know, (laughs) my teeth probably would have all been rotten. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Sure. But yeah, that's where it started, you know, and it goes back to what appeals to you because, 
you know, I moved to the West Coast and um, really got into Asian teas, but was super intimidated by the the Asian tea bars because I thought, oh, God, I, they're perfectionists and they have beautiful teas, but I, I just don't. I'm not this fancy, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> and so um, then I ended up out in the Northeast where I was introduced to Middle Eastern style teas and the Moroccan teas I just fell in love with. And it's funny because, you know, it's it's green tea with sugar and loads of mint. And I, I think the reason I loved it so much was because it was like Texas tea, but fancy. Nice. Yeah, kind of a nostalgic feeling too, huh? Yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, that's that's kind of my my background with tea. You mentioned the uh, the love for travel as well. Did that did that start because of the tea, or was there another reason why you started uh, enjoying traveling? I come to find that um, my bloodline is really uh, gypsies, gypsy ah, people. <laughs> so I I think that was just uh, you know natural. Uh, thing that I took to. And so I love tea. So I needed to figure out how to marry the two. And you seem to found the way. Yeah. Where, where in the world has this, has this appreciation for tea and also your business taken you? Yeah. I started thinking about that. And, uh, again, thinking about tea and culture when I thought about how, how do I want to, um, do this business, Mm -hmm. you know, something a little more unique and different with the tea world. I wanted to integrate tea and culture. So, um, I actually ended up first in the Azores, um, which was the very first, uh, Western European, uh, tea plantation. And I visited a couple of tea, uh, plantations out there and met a beautiful family run, um, tea plantation called Goriana. And they do amazing things for, um, orphans and and the community and you know their their people work basically nine to five and never on the weekends they take care of their people Mm -hmm. um beautiful family um and then you know i went out i really wanted to go to the czech republic because i'd read all about how uh in the czech republic you know eons and eons ago they had more tea houses per square capita than any other place in the world and then along came communism and that kind of got rid of all of that. And then um, with the Velvet Revolution back in the 1990s, which was like the most peaceful overthrow of government ever, um, the youth were then allowed to travel again. And so they traveled to the closest destinations, which were um, the Asian countries in India. Mm-hmm. And so there they they really took to tea and religion. So, you know, Buddhism and, and, uh, Taoism and just, uh, you know, all these different things came into their, um, world. And so now again, in the Czech Republic, there are so many tea houses and I loved, loved being there and loved, um, seeing how they were such great social gatherings for people. And, and to me, maybe just as a foreigner, I don't know, but, I felt like it really was uh, a symbol of freedom, a freedom of speech to sit in those tea houses and be able to talk about whatever they wanted because they weren't allowed to do that for so long. Yeah, with everything that had happened in the past. Mm-hmm. And then um, I've been to Southern Spain. I had um, learned about uh, the Calle de Teterias, which is like um, a street of tea houses. And there is a huge, huge uh, Middle Eastern contingency in this area. And everywhere you look, there's a tea house. 
And um, so I speak Spanish. And um, so I felt like it was an easy entry for me to get into the Middle Eastern tea culture mm-hmm. there. And, oh, I I just love those people. They, um, you know, I've been back and they remember me uh, when I go back. And, they, and they're just they're just so kind and so sweet. And and they have really great tea blends. I've been to northern Germany up to the east, like the East Frisian Island area where they do the East Frisian tea. And that that really fascinated me because um, I would watch all these YouTube videos and try to learn how to do this particular style of tea. And I mean, the tea people, the tea bloggers and YouTubers, they, they could not get it right. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I'm just going to go. And I'm going to see if I can learn how to do it from the real source. And so I went up to Norden, Germany, and I met with this sweet little lady um, who taught me how to do the East Frisian tea service. And I love it. It is it's so ceremonial. It's so it's such a meditation Mm -hmm. uh, that you would never imagine from the Germans, you know, Um, And it's really one of my most popular tea services that I do at my tea bar, um, ironically, because people every when I say, oh, I do a German tea service, they're like, German? Right. No one expects that. (laughs) (laughs) People expect a German tea service to be like, all right, 8 a.m. till 8.15 a.m. And then we're done. (laughs) (laughs) So I I loved being out there and the people were so kind and... um, I actually, my my vision is to do a tour up in northern Germany one day, and, and I've told some of my patrons, and they are all on board. So I can't wait to do it um, and, and take people around the tea houses of northern Germany. Will, the, will these be sort of like tea, tea tours, like you're, you're taking people from the U.S. over to these other countries? Yes. Oh, that's yes. so amazing. I know. I can't wait. Um, because <laughs> Most people think of, you know, they're like, oh, I'm going to go to uh, India or East Asian country or, or Great Britain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these are a little offbeat, and, but they're so fascinating. Um, but not to knock, I mean, I love Great Britain. They have amazing tea houses. Japan is amazing. Uh, France, they have their own beautiful culture. You know, I, I remember sitting in um, a, a great tea room there and talking to um, their tea master, I just go every day. I went every day until I think they got tired of me. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and and I said, you know, what is the deal with with you know why you guys are so popular? Um, and he said, I'll just tell you the secret. He goes, um, basically, you know, us Frenchies, we um, it's not like we really create anything. He goes, but what we do, we make everything beautiful. I see. And it was true. I mean, their teas, if you visually you look at them, they're, they're gorgeous. They, mm-hmm. they put in these beautiful flowers that just add the right amount of color and intrigue to them. Yeah. And then Hawaii and then around the U.S. So, yeah, I've, I've been around. I'm, I'm just I have a frozen grin on my face because I'm so like excited about that lifestyle. <laughs> and <laughs> it gets me excited about having just a new thing to do in different countries when I visit them. Because a lot of people get stuck in their ways when they travel and they, you know, if they like sports, they'll go to sporting events. Or if, you know, they like drinking, they'll go to bars in different countries. But adding these new activities or new passions or new joys in different uh, different countries when you travel, I think is, is great. I'll definitely have to get your recommendations on some British tea rooms as I'm headed out there in a few days. 
Oh, wonderful. <laughs> I think it should be great. So you mentioned um, a couple months back, you mentioned you had a, a wish list um, as, far as, as far as tea rooms go. Are there, any, uh, are there any on the wish list now that you're hoping to do soon or that you did recently? Um, so on my wish list, uh, that, that I, I hope to do soon, um, will be, um, the Willow Tea Room, um, in Glasgow. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was, uh, a, a tea room that was, uh, designed by a famous, um, architect, Macintosh, and, uh, he was given full rights to design the entire place and it was destroyed. It was, uh, during the, uh, one, one or both of the wars, and um, within the last few years, um, some very rich lady uh, raised $10 million to renovate the tea room. And so it's back to its splendor. And so I, that is, I have to go to the Willow Tea Room one day. And is it just, um, is it the architecture? What, what, what makes these so special? Is it the atmosphere? Yes. Everything, mm -hmm. but but the architecture. I mean, the chairs are just. They went to great pains with every single detail mm -hmm. of that place. I mean, the chandeliers are even a uh, a different style of of a of a blown glass that are so unique and beautiful. Um, so so yes, that that is on my wish list. Um, but I am getting ready to go. Um, I'm going to uh, to Paris um, in a few days and. Uh, I'm going to go, I love going to Mariage Frere. I'm going to go check out, I got a great recommendation to go check out Kuzmi, um, which I, I love their Russian style blends that they have um, because of my Russian teas that I do at my tea bar. As far as recommending a place that I have been to that I love, when I was in Tokyo, I went to this really interesting um, modern style uh, tea room, and it's called Sakura. It was just so cool. I mean, you, you very zen and very kind of like a lab. It was weird. Like they all wore white coats, and and um, but they they served you the most beautiful Japanese teas. And they accompanied them with a uh, a nice pairing of, of a, a tiny little food item. Oh, nice! And so I learned a lot there, and I and I actually have use some of those things in my tea bar now that just thrill people. They're like, "What you did that?" <laughs> and so. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I highly recommend that place. It's, you know, you're going to spend some money, mm -hmm. but you're never going to have an experience like it anywhere else. Yeah, something so it, unique like that. I feel like you have the most awesome business expenses. <laughs> that is the way to do it. Uh, are there any unspoken rules that novices should know about when they, when they come into a tea room? If you go into a good tea room... Um, I think that um, you should go in the door uh, kind of like you're uh, about to give birth. Um, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so interested in why. <laughs> so when I had uh, my little girl, they said the, the best advice was don't make a birth plan. Mm -hmm. Don't make a birth plan because you're going to be disappointed. Don't be one of those moms. So I said, all right, you know, they all know what they're doing. They can take care of me. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so just like going into the tea room, 
you go into that tea room and, and they may ask you some questions, which they should, uh, to get to know you a little bit. But you may find this beautiful surprise in a new tea that you never knew instead of just sticking to your norm. Sure. That What a good metaphor just for traveling in general. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's for business or just for pleasure, um, is there anyone you've met during your travels? And when I ask this to people who travel a lot, they say, yeah, there's tons. But anyone who sticks out in particular that's had a big impact on your life? <sighs> you know, um, every every place has made an impact on me. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's what's so uh, special about tea, whether it's um, going to a tea plantation mm-hmm. and meeting the uh, the owners because they have such a love. They wouldn't be there if they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then or a tea tender or tea sommelier in a, in a tea room. I'm in my like element when I go there because I can geek out. I mean, I was at Twinings um, geeking out on tea <laughs> for hours, you know, and we had to like stop each other, you know, because we're like, oh, my God, there's regular people in the room. They have no idea what we're talking about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but again, OK, so just remember that everybody's special and unique and mm-hmm. everybody has made an impact. But uh, I'll just share, I guess, one um, great couple of. When I was in the Big Island of Hawaii, um, it's the Big Island Tea Farm, and I highly recommend um, you to visit their farm mm-hmm. and and visit a few others there actually too. But but they have a yurt set up on their farm that you can stay in, and and then do their tour, and then you can actually make tea while you're on their farm. Oh, and that's amazing. It's so amazing. And what is so interesting, I found, I went to two different tea farms um, on that island. Um, So Big Island and Mauna Kea, polar opposites, polar opposites, okay? And it was so interesting why they were so different was it really was the personality of the owners. Mm -hmm. So the the Big Island tea, they are so amazing and brilliant. And just uh, a, a little goofy, you know, really. And so I, I felt like um, it was this wild forest. It wasn't like a beautiful Japanese garden. It was just wild. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like, wow, it really suited their personality. And then I went to the other farm and, and the owners were so zen. And their garden matched their personality. It was really amazing to, to see that. Oh, isn't that uh, wild? Yes. Wow. Yes. So they were like the plants were like their little children. And I'm sure the like, I'm sure the way they served the teas were was similar in that way, right? Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. So so it was it was super fun. So I'd like to share those stories too, you know, at at my tea bar and and tell people about, you know, the the place where the tea comes from when I, when I can share that. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about when people come and visit you at your tea <laughs> bar, because you, you have your own special charisma and special 
excitement <laughs> towards tea that, that definitely comes out to, I feel like every customer, at least when I was in there for that long <laughs> three or four hour period. Um, <laughs> My tea bar is like, I really like to define it uh, more like a, a tea speakeasy. Mm-hmm. Um, because now when you came, I was kind of in a temporary location. It was in the front. Now I'm in the, in the back. Uh, and so you kind of there's a store in the back and then you kind of walk down this hall and then suddenly here I am. And and now I, ha- I have these bright yellow walls. You know, I wanted a happy place, mm-hmm. you know, like you need to be happy when you're here. You can't be angry or mad. And so <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair rule. I think that's a good rule to have. <laughs> And so, you know, kind of going back to like the guys coming in. So now I have these guys coming in, bringing dates and, um, it's funny. Like, you know, they're like, I feel the pressure, like, <laughs> God, you know, now I've got the pressure to make this like work. You know? <laughs> Relationships could be dependent on this. <laughs> I remember I, I, I did this nice little tea flight for this couple and the guys come in a few times and it was funny. She was like having the time of her life. Really? She had such a great time. And he was like kind of he went kind of went behind her and he was like had the biggest grin on his face and was giving me the thumbs up like yes <laughs> oh my God, this is gonna work you know <laughs> look at you playing cupid with your t-bar <laughs> I, know. I know and then i just have an interesting community around me being in a wellness center of course, that's always that's going to bring some some great characters around you um you mentioned in an email that that you had a story about the tea bar that involves the words Russia and sound healing. That yes. you might, do you mind sharing that story? Yes. Yeah. So um, what happens when at my tea bar is people, I think they get very comfy and um, I do res- a lot of reservations, mm-hmm. you know, with these flights I do. And so I told, you know, the people that were there, I said, okay, you're going to have to leave by this time because I have to get ready for the next set. And so they were getting super comfy and finally it's like 10 till. And I was like, you really got to go now. And so, <laughs> like, uh, time is up. I had five people coming in to sit at my six person bar and um, needed to get everything ready for this Russian tea service. And I bring out the samovar and all the beautiful cups and just the, the jams and everything. You know, I just like to have it all perfect for everybody. Again, I'm, I'm in a wellness center full of really unique and interesting people. And so um, I have this one lady, sweet as can be, she is a sound healer. And so with sound healing, you know, I've learned a lot of things since I've been here. Um, you, uh, they use bowls like Tibetan bowls mm. and they make that, that noise like, uh, like, like you do with wine glasses yep. or they might get little like metal things that do a noise or <laughs> something like that. Okay. So she's like, Oh honey, I can see you're running on high vibrations right now. <laughs> and, um, you know, would you like some sound healing to help you while you're getting ready? And I was like, sure. You know, thinking she's just going to do the little bowl on the side, you know, while I'm just like running around like a crazy lady mm-hmm. getting everything. Ready. And, but instead, you know, and, and, and healers are very touchy feely. And so, um, she enters my kitchen and quickly presses herself against me in a full embrace oh. with her cheek against my, against my cheek. 
And I'm like trapped. <laughs> and so I'm like, and I had just put this new samovar out that I had um, I had not tested very much. So mm-hmm. I was trying to listen to it. But anyhow, so she she's got her cheek against my cheek, body against body, and she's like going starts making this noise into my ear and my customers. Oh, I forgot to say my customers had walked in. I said, Oh, just go, go to the store in the front for five minutes. I need five minutes to be ready. And so, so she is going, Oh, you know, right into my ear with, you know, like pressed against my body and like, and I'm like, Oh my God, what is happening? And so, <laughs> She lets go. And then like, before I can run, she like grabs me again and puts her cheek against my other cheek and continues to do this. <laughs> it's because you're and, still running on those high vibrations. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm like hearing this samovar that I bought and I'm here going, you know, it's boiling. And then she's like, oh, and I was like, oh my God, what is happening? I was like, I have five minutes. Oh no. <laughs> so... Anyway, she she's done with her healing vibrations, which were not healing, but uh, <laughs> quite the opposite, possibly. <laughs> and um, I I you know then the cup the family comes around the corner. Thank God, and I'm thinking, oh my God, you know, please don't let them come around the corner before while well, this is all happening. Yes, they're gonna think that's just a normal part of the, uh, yes! the tea room. <laughs> yes, and so that was hence a little, um, I guess, Bendlandia in my tea shop. <laughs> I love how her, you know, her intentions were to. <laughs> They were good. They were to calm you yes. down. But, but uh, yeah, they had very much the opposite effect when you just trap someone when they're stressed. <laughs> yes. I was like, don't you read the body cues? <laughs> she only sees the vibrations. Only the vibrations. <laughs> so I, um, I asked this question to every one of my guests. And okay. it's, it's typically a pretty broad question, but I love... I love it when the the answers as, are as specific as possible. But the the question I always ask is, where in the world do you think everyone should visit? And this can be as broad as a city or a town, or it can be as specific as like a restaurant you once ate at, a park bench you once sat on, you know, a tea room you once visited, etc. Oh, um, I think I, I think the Azores. Um, it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. There, there's nothing but calmness about it i love the azores i love that i could go get tea um right there fresh from the island and then go to the beautiful uh healing truly healing hot springs all throughout this big volcanic island and um you know it's just not i think as much on the radar as you know everybody's going to iceland or you know and it's just due south Mm -hmm. and it's beautiful it's so beautiful and i feel like it's one of those lesser you know it's definitely a tourist area but it's not as touristy as some other areas you know that people are heading to these days um so i i love that i love the azores i think i think that's beautiful um but i mean i I find beauty in everywhere i go really because it's in just um, and I don't know if it's if, if tea is what brings it out in people, but 
you know, tea is about conversation and connection. And um, you, wherever I go in the world, I feel like I always can build some sort of connection with people through that. Love it. Well, very well said. And again, yeah, I'm drinking my tea right now, but you, you make you make me want to be a tea nerd. It's great. <laughs> it's very great. Uh, Joanna, where where can people uh, follow your adventures and find out more about Tea Buzz online? Yes. So um, my website is www.tbuzztea.com. And then I'm also on Instagram and Facebook at Tea Buzz Tea. So those are, just remember that, at Tea Buzz Tea. That's where you find me. Perfect. Joanna, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for listening to Hostel Homies.